really can't I really can't look up yeah, and but talk what, at the what, same what time. What if I start recording and then you have to be ready? Gosh. Well, this like is why we pay you the big bucks. It's like when we're ordering food and we just have to be ready now. That's true. It's all right. We've got talking points. Okay. Okay. Hi, everyone. We've started recording. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, this is me, my parents, and Liam Neeson, where we don't always explain what we're doing, especially when mom's not here. So now that mom's here, we definitely have to remember to do it. We're going to. Uh, where we watch movies with Liam Neeson in them and discuss them on several grounds, but in the end, we are rating them based on how much peril he's in. His character. His character is mm-hmm. in. Uh, mm-hmm. This one, I feel, will be low on that scale, but this does not mean it is a bad movie. In fact, very often, the peril and the goodness of the movie do not go hand in hand. That's true. That's true. I. Uh, You're Dan, and I'm Carrie. Yes. And w- one thing I thought of this week when I was thinking about doing the podcast is that this is totally unscripted. We are flying by the seat of our pants, oh, yeah. people. And if you're expecting something scripted and more mm, grammatically polished, this isn't the podcast for you. You uh, <laughs> you enjoy some podcasts that are very scripted. Well, that's because I really enjoy the content. I don't enjoy I mean, the, the fact, fact that it's scripted. That it sounds like they're reading off of papers. Because, because, I think because they are. but They are, but I think it. Uh, I enjoy the conversational. Yeah. That's me. Uh, it's kind of the difference between the nightly news and a talk show. That's right. One Except, of them's definitely more interesting. Yeah, they're both trying to skew my opinions, however. Correct. Well, this one, <laughs> we're definitely not going to try and skew your opinion too much. Okay, good. About the film A Monster Calls. I uh, released in 2016, and this is the third movie in 2016 from Liam Neeson, so we've definitely talked about mm-hmm. what else happened this year. This one, we're going to have a bit of a talk about the background of this movie because it opens with saying it's based on a novel written by Patrick Ness. Mm -hmm. He was also the screenwriter for this film. Yeah. The novel was based on an original idea by Shavon Dodd. And I thought... I don't know who that person is. Well, not only do I not know this person, that's an awfully weird thing to put at the start of a movie. Well, they must have sold their idea to somebody. Ah, bah, bah. Oh, wait. Oh, he has more. Wait, people. Of course I have more. The reason we don't know about her is because we live in America. Oh, this is an Irish person. This is a British person, not an okay. Irish person. Okay. But yes, okay. uh, looks kind of like Aunt Mary if she had a really bad day. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, and she uh, is a very well-known... Well, she's... Born to Irish parents, but she... Okay, okay. Born in London. Well, because this is very much an Irish film. Yeah. Uh, let's run down a little bit here. Uh, she was born in 1960. Okay. Uh, she joined the... In 1984, she joined the writer's organization International Pen, initially as a writer for its Writers in Prison Committee, and later as program director of Penn American Center's Freedom to Write Committee in New York City. Ah. I... Uh, she uh, led some committees, traveled to Indonesia and Guatemala to investigate local human rights conditions for writers. Okay. During her seven-year stay in New York, she was named one of the top 100 Irish Americans by Irish America Magazine, which is a thing. Okay. It's totally a thing. On her return to the UK, she co-founded English Pen's Readers and Writers Program, uh, takes authors into schools in socially deprived areas, as well as prisons, young offenders institutions, and community projects. Okay. Uh... Her works, uh, edited three anthologies, uh, her completed novels. First one in 2006 won 
two normal awards. It was shortlisted for the Carnegie Medal, wow. which is a very big which deal. Which is a big, big deal. Sure. Uh, shortlisted for all these other things. Second one's called the London Eye Mystery. I won several things. And wow. at the time of her death, she had finished two other novels. Hmm. She died in 2007. Wow. From breast cancer. Wow. She had undertaken at least one more novel uh, before her death about a young boy coming to terms with his mother's terminal illness. She discussed it and contracted to write it, but did not actually get around to writing it before she died. Patrick Ness took the idea, wrote the book, got it animated, got it uh, illustrated by Jim Kay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before the two met, they basically did it independently. Mm -hmm. And it won the Carnegie for writing and the companion Kate Greenaway medal for illustration. Wow. Which is something that happened... Uh, last 50 years before. I was going to say, that's this has got to be no, no, really this unusual. Is, this this one book mm-hmm. was like one of the best kid children's books written in the UK in a very, very long time. And this is including wow. a period of time in which Harry Potter existed. Right. Well, but Harry Potter was very much formula, sensational, was, juvenile th- fiction. Yeah. This was a very different thing. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. we've got a lot of talking about who's in this movie as well, because there's a lot of people in this movie. There are. Well, not a lot of characters, but there's a lot of heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lead kid, not really a big deal. He's been in a couple of things. Right, right. Uh, I, Mom, I would like you to guess what are the top four things IMDb lists the known fours of one Sigourney Weaver. What are her top four things, and you'll be disappointed... That there is one that is not in that list. I know. I'm not going to even say it because it'll disappoint me. Uh, Well, it's definitely Alien. Alien, yes. And then it's, um, well, her father was an early television person, but that's not why she's known. No. There's Um, four movies that she is definitely in. Well, and I'm not even going to say the one that's my favorite because it's not on the list. list. I don't know. You have to tell me. Alien Resurrection which is the reboot they did in 1997. See, I never even watched Alien the yeah. first time around, so... Avatar. Oh, yeah, yeah. See? Okay. Yeah. People in oh. internet land... Wait a minute. We have to say this factoid. I have not watched Avatar either. It's it's okay. It's just pretty good. Yes. <laughs> and don't worry. The other one that you like that she's in is on the list. What's that? Galaxy Quest. Oh, I do like that. I you forgot like she's that. in that. She is. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, She's yeah. in a lot of things. She's in oh, my goodness. Uh, the reboot on Netflix of The Dark Crystal. Wow. Well, and my one of my favorite movies, because... She's in the reboot Ghostbusters somewhere. <laughs> so, the Ghostbusters thing. But just recently, one of the other things that I do enjoy watching is a program on public television called Finding Your Roots. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Henry Louis Gates Jr. is the the host and the, the idea behind this show. And he takes um, celebrities, famous people, and uh, gets them to come on the show. And he has had his team of researchers work on their family history. And Sigourney Weaver was just on an episode that I watched a couple weeks ago. Interesting. So it, and when um, your dad and I were watching that particular episode... We were commenting that she's one of those actresses that has not undergone massive plastic surgery to continue looking like she's 40 years old. She definitely looked like an old lady in this movie. She looked like a grandma. She doesn't look super wrinkled or anything, but she definitely looked like 
She she and Helen Mirren. Yeah. Another one, um, uh, Judy Dench. Mm-hmm. Um, actresses that have not gone the way of the plastic surgery where it looks like you're perpetually yeah. well, smiling. The, you kind of lean into the fact that you've gotten older and pe- that happens to people. And you can... And you can do this, and it's and it's acceptable, and it's right. Anyway, fun and I, fact: mm-hmm. she's been in two Disney Pixar movies. Do you know <laughs> which two? Oh, I will not be able to guess. Them. She's in Wally. She's the ship's computer. Oh yes, yes, yes. And she's in Finding Dory as Sigourney Weaver, apparently, <laughs> which is very <laughs> interesting. Funny. All right, That's funny. Next person who's in she, this, but one. she had top billing in this film. She did, because mm-hmm. uh, well, I mean, she's she's a very big deal. You put her name on something, right? Right. She has box and office recognition. After this movie stopped being at film festivals, you needed mm-hmm. a reason for normal people to go see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dad in this film, Toby Kebbell, okay. we've seen him before. You will have forgotten where. I'm totally Because it's one of them explosion movies that you don't like very much. <laughs> well, it's just not my favorite genre. He's in Wrath of the Titans. Oh, golly. He's the navigator guy who they... Get out of prison and who helps them find the way into the labyrinth. I'm so glad. He's the Han Solo of that movie. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Han Solo of that movie, mm-hmm. the mom is uh, the actress Felicity Jones. I've seen her before. Where do you know her from? I can't remember. Well, let me say a couple of things that she's been in. Uh, the Theory of Everything, like crazy. She was in one of the... She's in... That, I don't know what movie that is. Uh, oh, yeah. She was also the main character in Star Wars Rogue One. Oh. Which you've seen. Oh. Yeah, see? There oh, you go. Oh, yeah. There you oh, go. yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, okay. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, she appeared with Benedict Cumberbatch and David Tennant in a BBC Radio 4 adaptation of Jane Austen's Mansfield Park. <laughs> I don't think I've in seen that version. So probably not. No, but I I have seen many versions of many Jane Austen yeah film adaptations, and I don't believe I've seen that. Now one. I looked up a couple other guys that were in this, and it's like it's just a bunch of who's whatever is. But uh, I mentioned specifically, and then you were looking up Geraldine Chaplin mm-hmm. because I recognized her, and I uh, had to figure out where I recognized her from, and then said a big her uh, English language acting debut. And a Golden Globe nominated role in Dr. Zhivago, mm-hmm. 1965, Broadway acting, that second Golden Globe nomination for Na- in Nashville, BAFTA nom for Welcome to L.A., and she played her own grandmother, Hannah Chaplin, in the biopic Chaplin, because she is of the Charlie Chaplins. Wow. She is, in fact, first of eight children with his fourth wife. Wow. Well, so she's not necessarily known for lots of things. She's done, but she's been a working actress. She's a very working actress, and also mm-hmm. she is, you know, kind of acting royalty because she's a chaplain. Mm-hmm. So where I recognized her face mm-hmm. is that I also am one of those people that likes to just binge watch The Crown on Netflix. Ah, and she's in she that. played uh, in this most recent seasons. I can't remember it was season three, perhaps. She plays Wallace Simpson, the American divorcee who um, marries the uh, the king that abdicated. Ah. So uh, anyway, and and I think she was only in a couple of episodes, but uh, she played an aging, you know, uh, aristocratic woman very well, very believable. So that was my little look up of person in in, a, in this film. 
And so, and the child actor has not done anything else of note yet. He, there's a done a couple things in there, but basically nothing, no. nothing else yet. There is one more actor that we do need to pay attention to. And that's uh, Liam Neeson. Well, no, besides Liam Neeson, <laughs> besides Liam Neeson. Okay. Uh, because Liam Neeson did not appear on set at all. He was never on set. Correct. He did I motion mean, capture work in a in a studio. Correct. But to give a more believable performance, mm. you want to have someone on set performing at least the lines. Oh, okay. So now, you have something to... Now, the person's too big, so they usually have, a, like, a stick with, sure, sure. with mm-hmm. a ball in it. That's where mm-hmm. you look. Mm-hmm. But they needed someone on set. Okay. So the person they got on set is an actor by the name of Tom Holland. Okay. Now, as soon as I saw that name, I thought, I know an actor named Tom Holland. Internet. Is this the same Tom Holland who is currently playing Spider-Man? Oh, is it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> he is the That's current incredible. incarnation of Spider-Man. Uh, he Is he Irish? He is English. Okay. Uh, but basically it was the same year as Captain America Civil War where he was a massive surprise uh-huh. cameo. Uh, and he was just on set doing Liam Neeson's lines. Wow. Yep. That's really interesting. It is. Uh, there's a lot. That's about it. Because there's not that many people in this movie. Mm-mm. I. I mean, there's some miscellaneous actors, but they're yeah right. But even then, there's just not that many characters in this film. I mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna not talk about this one too much because this is really good, and you should watch it. This th- this is a really really good film, and I'm su- I'm. Surprised that we missed it when it was new. Yeah. I don't know how we missed it. it We just did. It did not make its budget back. Oh, which is a terrible shame. This one is definitely one that was made for film critic appreciation and not widespread appeal. Because it did require you to pay attention and think. So speaking of paying attention. Which we like, but we're not normal. That's very true. (laughs) I, I made a comment... After we got done watching the film, that there was no run P moment. Yeah. There was no, you know, miscellaneous music montage collage thing where you could you knew, oh, this is the time I should go use the bathroom. Yeah. We had to actually pause the movie because we didn't want to miss anything. Yeah. And come back. You because... pause, we paused the movie at possibly the worst possible time because it was in the middle of some massive emotional, know. you know, moment. It but was I great. really needed to go. Yeah, well, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> That's right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm an old woman. I'm a big fan of professional wrestling. And in that business, we call it the piss break match because <laughs> it happens about in the middle of the show. It's after something interesting and it's going to be boring. It's going to be 10 or 15 minutes. You've got time. This this film did not have time for that. You really need to pay attention for the whole, like from the yeah. beginning to the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, so empty your bladder before yeah. you start. We can cover some of our things, like the zero to Neeson was around thirty seconds. It was well, and, and of course we don't see him, but we did hear him. We definitely heard him, and mm-hmm. we weren't sure it was him. We're never, of course, never sure it's him. But but the um, above the line credits did say Liam Neeson as the monster. Yeah, and so, he definitely was the monster. So when when we heard what we. Uh, oh yes, this must be the monster, this is a monster voice. voice yeah. It sounds like Liam Neeson. Put the yeah. two together. There you go. I uh, also uh, the internet will tell you if you look for it, mm-hmm. and Wikipedia will also tell you, and so I will also tell you if you pay attention in here. 
Uh, there is a photograph of the main kid's grandfather, mm-hmm. and it is a photograph of Liam Neeson. So yeah, just pay attention. Yeah. And you you won't miss it. No, you won't. It lingers for a little bit, mm-hmm. so it's there, but... Mm-hmm. It's, it's not w- like an Easter egg in the background of a shot. Yeah. yeah. And it's also important because of reasons. It just is. Well, We're not going to tell you, because we want you to watch this film. I want to discuss it because it's such a good... Like, they didn't have to do it, but doing so... Enriched the story. It connected things so well. Mm-hmm. It did. I... So, let's talk about something like uh, some of the cinematography, because they, that we can talk about in generalities. They do really good transition shots. Mm-hmm. They're not everywhere, because not everything needs to have a transition shot. Mm-hmm. But the times that they do it are really good, because they line up things very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and things that we're not necessarily expecting. Yeah. That you, you know, I wasn't, sometimes thought... You know, a shot was ending, but I didn't realize it was really ending and something was starting and I didn't really yeah. realize it was starting. It was that that kind of seamless, yeah. but a very different place and time mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Just really good lining up of shots, choosing their moments to mm-hmm. uh, make things matter. I... Yeah, we don't want to tell you too much because we want you to figure that this, out for yourself. This... It, this so mo- this don't mo- be playing on your phone when you watch this movie. Yeah. You have to watch the movie. I definitely play on my phone a little bit, and I feel like I got away with it. But I but I also made I've us pl- go- make the movie go back so you could see some things. I, that that is true. I, you did make me do that exactly once, uh, and it was worth it. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with that. Right. Right. But I, we've definitely watched movies where I've looked at my phone for about a third of the movie and not felt like I missed anything. Exactly. Or dad plays on his bubble game. Dad plays his bubble game on his iPad. Uh, okay. Yeah, we did not receive any any um, kickback for saying iPad on this podcast. No, we no, we are not sponsored by Apple, <laughs> uh, nor do we think that they ever sponsor podcasts. Or uh, do we think that we're ever going to get any money from them? No. We're, I, we're just going to pay them. No, we're not going to get sponsored, <laughs> and if we do, it's going to be by someone like Steve's, Grandma? Steve's Crab Shack. <laughs> Oh dear! All right. All right. Well, we've wasted enough time not talking about the plot of this film. So, uh, but we, we could talk about. We can talk uh, a little bit about it. Uh, we should talk well about. Well, you can give him the IMDb. The thing. IMDb on this one is the kid. His mom is dying of an unspecified illness. They never say what it is. Right. It looks very much like cancer. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, similar things there. Uh, the fact that the uh, the original idea person mm-hmm. also died of cancer makes it feel pretty significant. Mm-hmm. I did look up if 1207 uh, meant anything mm-hmm. related to the day she died. It mm-hmm. does not. Okay. But I thought that would be interesting. It was in the book as well. That wasn't a movie thing. Right. Okay. Uh, but but the, the story progressed at a... A, a good rate that we we felt engaged mm-hmm. in the characters. We liked more than one character in the film, mm-hmm. which sometimes one is asking a lot of the movies that we watch. <laughs> the there were side stories that were relevant to the main story without overpowering without overpowering it without I, being stupid. Well, we were remembering back to the prophet. Another movie in which Liam Neeson tells stories in the background mm-hmm. of an overall t- story. Right. And in that one, 
the stories were fine. They were fine stories. They were just standalone stories. And they were well-animated, artistic stories. Mm -hmm. But they did not do anything for the main plot. They were Mm -hmm. stories to say how cool this character is for telling stories. In this one, the stories were metaphors for the actions needing to be taken. Mm-hmm. And to propel the yeah. and to propel the overall storyline exactly, mm-hmm. which made the made it feel like an entire movie, even though there was you know breakout animation fifteen percent of the film mm-hmm. maybe was not main story. It was these well animated again very well animated. I really like what they did with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, side stories, right? And it was. It was visually nice to watch. It didn't feel like this abrupt change in style. Yeah. And it, and it, well, it worked. Mm-hmm. And we, and we cared more about the characters. We were engaged. We wanted to know more. We wanted to see the story come to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. And, and there, and we were surprised at the end. Yeah. Everything worked out the way that it should. Not if necess- for good storytelling. Not necessarily for everyone to be happy, but everything worked out. Right, right. But that's good storytelling. It is. To keep us engaged mm-hmm. and we, we want to pro- we want to continue. We don't yeah. want to go get an adult beverage and just dull our senses because this is it. Because we got to get through the Because movie. we have to get through it so we can do yeah. our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no. This was a good one. This is definitely worth renting. We got it. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime had this, but it's also at the library if we weren't so lazy and got off our butts and go into the library. I could have gone to the We could have gone to the library. Uh, could have saved ourselves a couple bucks. So your library might have it. Amazon definitely has it. Right. right. Uh, we do need to give it a number, though. And the number on this one's going to be... Zero? He he breaks a stick off of him at one point. <laughs> he does say ow. He does say ow once, but I think I we're still at... I don't know that that's peril. I think we're still at a zero. I think that's like if somebody, you know, steps on your toe, yeah. you say ow. No, definitely a zero on if this one. If you stub your toe and a toenail gets ripped off... You might be a louder owl. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not sure that that's perilous. Yeah. That's just pain. So pain isn't peril. Definitely going to go with a zero on this. But this is a, mon- uh, a Monster Calls. A Monster Calls. A Monster Calls. You should watch it. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a, um, I, I think given the kind of week that I've had of um, emotionalness, dealing with some really significant aging parent issues of sickness and old age this this hit home for me this was a this was a good movie yep truth is important people yep all right that's all i got Uh, come back next time when we watch a different movie bye bye